And so we really had three days to be able to center ourselves and, you know, really get right with God before we went out to do missions. Um, after that, we were able to work with the Vineyard Church in Palomares. Did I say it right? No. Okay. We, 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 uh, we went to work at a Vineyard Church at... Palomares? Uh-huh. So um, the, uh, uh, the pastor there um, had actually come and spoken here a couple of times before. And so it was just really neat because I knew who the guy was. And it felt like... Um, you know, we were there for a reason and stuff like that. Um, but that church um, had been in their church for eight years, and they got a notice two months ago saying that they had to leave because the building got sold. So they scrambled, and they raised enough money to um, to get land, and so they leveled it out, and um, they're just putting a circus tent, up, circus tent up there. But because it's a church, they have to have bathrooms and stuff, so we went there, and we built a septic tank. Um, and uh, some other stuff to help them get ready for that for that tent. Um, after our work days, we would work from about 8.30 to 3. Um, then we would go out and do servant evangelism in the park, or we would do house-to-house prayer. And uh, it, was, it was really impactful, um, especially watching these guys go after God. It was uh, pretty awesome. But uh, I'm going to let Corbin uh, uh, go first, and he's going to tell us uh, what was most interesting and what impacted him the most. Hi, I'm Corbin. Um, what was most interesting for me was um, a couple things. One was going down and, and seeing the vineyard in Tatamares. Um We got to, it was just, it was really interesting for me to see another vineyard that was like our church here that was in Costa Rica, you know, in a different part of the world. Um, they run on the same vineyard standard time, um, if you know what that means. Um, and that was, that was really, it was funny, but it was, it was, it was funny because that was actually true. Um, but it was good. It was good. And it was really good to see um, what the father had been doing there and just how he was working through that church and just as he's working through here. Um, one of the most impactful times for me was we did house to house prayer in one of the, the slum, not really a slum, but it was uh, project housing um, that was in Costa Rica from the government. And we went to this uh, one woman's house who we found out was a witch doctor and we felt really, uh, Robbie and I both felt like we, um, we thought I was putting on our hearts to go over and, and offer her freedom. And um, so we went over there. And, I mean, I, I could definitely tell that, you know, we, you could see it in her eyes that, you know, some, that she was uh, a witch. So I don't need to go into that. Um, but it was really, it was really uh, weird because as she started talking, I saw um, a spirit come out of her mouth. And it came directly and just went straight to my feet, to our feet, and I thought that was, and that was really, really impactful for me. Um, I mean, eventually the, she did call the police on us, but, <laughs> <laughs> which was really fun, which was really fun, not the first time, no, just kidding, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, um, but that was really impactful for me just to see that and just be a part of, just be a part of that. One of the leaders, Graham, that when we walked over there, um, we had talked about what's the best way to love her before we went and, you know, tried to talk to her. And we just, you know, said a few words, and she turned around and went in the house. But um, uh, that vision that Corbin saw was really impactful for one of our leaders, Graham. Um, right after that, he just had an overwhelming sense of fear and was just, like, you know, scared for his life that he was in, you know, in spiritual warfare and just didn't know what to do. But uh, seeing Luke, Nigel, and Corbin um, just walk in uh, – the safety of Jesus and the authority of Jesus Christ was uh, just really impactful for him to be able to see them walking that out. Um, 
So Luke here is going to give us uh, a little something about what he liked or something about Costa Rica. Okay, I guess I'll start by just um, saying it was not what I expected at all. Um, I had expectations of, this sounds pretty bad, but just kind of stepping out of the plane and then going into some, like, raggedy slum and, like, walking in, like, total authority and just healing people left and right and, like, seeing miracles all over and then returning home, like, filled with the Spirit and, like, encouraged. And it was a lot different than that. Um, (laughs) Probably, like, I would just say that the main focus was my pride, like, that God wanted to work on while I was over there. And I guess the most impactful thing that happened was when we went into, um, we were doing house-to-house prayer the same day that um, we encountered that witch lady. But um, there were these two, like, old ladies living in this, like, just concrete hut. And it had, like, a little wooden painting on the wall and then, like, trashy couches. And, like, it was just really bad living conditions like my room was probably the size of their house and I mean I don't know it just we started praying with them and stuff and like they were just they were praying like as we prayed and it was so insane to see like the joy and the contentment they had in God in such like terrible conditions like they probably ate rice and beans every meal of their life and I mean after three days of that, I was ready to have a cheeseburger, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh my gosh, and it's like, seeing that that even in these, like, such such poor living conditions, and just like, I don't know, I was just sitting there like, how could this get any worse? I mean, I would, I could not live like this, and, and seeing that they had, like, everything, like, in the spirit, they were, like, filled, and they were happy where they were, and, like, all they needed was God. And I compared that with me where I'm, like, greedy. I need, like, all this new stuff, and, like, God is, like, a box on my schedule. You know what I mean? Like, 15 minutes of my day is quiet time in the morning. It's just, what am I doing? Like, wow. I don't know. They, I don't know. I just, it was convicting, and just stuff throughout the throughout the whole week, kind of like that but that was probably the most like the most impactful just like why why is he not the center you know what I mean and um I don't really know what I'm gonna do with that yet or how I'm gonna like apply that to my life but that really just kind of tore me up so I don't know that's what that's what's up (laughs) so uh that was that was our trip in Costa Rica. Um, you can talk to any one of us, and we'll tell you a whole bunch of funny stories about spiders and drinks getting splashed in the face and stuff like that. But here's Chris. Well, good morning. I'm Chris. I'm the middle school youth director here. I was fortunate enough to take 25 students and five leaders to the Cincinnati Vineyard, where they host an event called Summer of Service. Uh, this is their 20th year. And uh, when it first started, uh, Pete, gentleman who started up, said, you know what, I'm tired of the sit and listen conferences, I want a go and do conference. So they've created this go and do conference, and the point of it is is to go out into the city of Cincinnati and love those who are unfortunate, um, the downcast and and the lowly, and in some cases, um, which you'll hear some testimonies about, 
we did a treasure hunt. How many of you guys have heard of treasure hunts? So a treasure hunt, for those of you who don't know what it is, is uh, you just take some time and pray. And they call it pray and go, which will make sense. So you pray and just say, Father, what is it that you want to show me? What is it about this event that we're about to do when we go out into the city that, that you want to give me clues about how I know that I'm in the right place? So that was Friday. Um, that was the end towards the most awesome part of the, the week. Towards the beginning of the week, it was still a great week, but we did have a lot of struggles and, a, and some sickness and the other things that happened. Um, as we're hitting Lincoln Heights, uh, a, a camp called Camp Hope for underprivileged young kids, about uh, kindergarten through third grade. We just got to love on them. If you want to see some of those photos and other ones, you can go to our Facebook page. I'm sure Robbie has some there too. But uh, Jesse, before she left, had a little incident happen, and then we got to go to urgent care. She wanted to tell a little bit of that story and then how God miraculously intervened too. Okay, so um, as Chris said, I had a little weird thing happen to me. The day before SOS started, I was just playing outside, um, and I got stung by a bee or a wasp or a hornet or something. I don't know what it was, but um, my hand just, like, swelled up like a balloon. It was big and puffy and red and really disgusting. And um, I could, like, barely move it because it was so swollen. It was terrible. But um, on Tuesday, it got really, really bad. So we went to the urgent care clinic and um, gave me some medicine, checked it out. They said it was bad, and um, <laughs> I screwed up. Um, so uh, that night we prayed about it, and um, I just saw the swelling go down, and I could move it so much better. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So um, it's 100% better right now. It, I feel amazing. Um, yeah. Thank you. So go God. That was that was a great, awesome opportunity that the Lord did. And then the week kind of continued on, and things started getting better. A lot of the vomiting and other things kind of went away to the side. So that was a very exciting part of it, right? So we were out in the heat. We did a lot of uh, different events, water giveaways, and dunked our head in ice buckets, and uh, it just had a great time. Just loving on the people of Cincinnati. Say, Here, here's a free bottle of water. This is for you. You know, just because Jesus loves you. Here, let me wash your car for free because, you know what, Jesus loves you. And towards the end of the week, we got to do Pray and Go, which was a, a very exciting time. And uh, we got a few folks here that want to share their story about how God met them in the moment. So, Sam, I'll let you go first. All right. So, um, SOS was uh, very cool because, um, you know, our relationship with God is based a lot on faith. So um, SOS, what it gives you is it, you know, it shows you God. You can, you go out there, you, you start out um, in a classroom with a teacher, and he teaches you, you know, how to visualize words and how to, how to uh, write something on a paper that you're going to go out and look for. So uh, I ended up like saying, all right, these two words are connected, bus and old lady. And then I have two more words, generosity and sickly. And then... Um, I forget the rest, but uh, <laughs> uh, my my other friend on hell, he got a burning tree, and you know he was like, I don't know how that's connected. I hope we don't see a tree burn, but um, you know that's what I got. And then uh, someone else, Noah Norman, he got um, he got like a picture of like five steps with trees on the side and a and a big house. And so our first stop is a uh, is a nursing home, and. Um, and we walk in, and actually Chris, uh, he, he had on his paper, he didn't tell anybody he was a leader, only the students really shared what they had. 
but uh, he had on his paper a flag and freedom. And so we walk into this nursing home, and in the front lobby, there's a American flag with the word freedom across the top. And we're like, this is where we have to be. And so we walk in, and we meet these old ladies, and they were completely graced by our presence. They they were so happy to see us. They they don't they hardly ever uh, get visitors, and um, and they they were just blessed. They were smiling at us the whole time. We'd like look over at them, and they're like staring at us, smiling like hi. <laughs> And um, so, you know, they, uh, they, would, they would give comments like, oh, I want to take you home, and I want you to stay. Will you come visit me? And we're like, oh, we have to go home, but I would love to. <laughs> and, um, and so we, we start to talk to them, and um, we, we realized, uh, I forgot to say this, but <laughs> our bus driver really wanted to come with us. And, um, and she was like, all right, you know, I have nothing better to do, so I'm going to come with you guys. And she just enjoyed it, and it, and it probably really increased her faith in the Lord. And so one of the two words that I had was bus and old lady. So she really, she came in and helped us with the, uh, the nursing home, uh, uh, people that were in the nursing home. So that was really cool. And, um, and then my friend on hell sat down with this lady and just talked to her, and just talked to her. And, um. She ended up talking about uh, a forest fire to him, and like only him, he he was just talking with her, and um, so he was like, "Wow, you know, this is the person I was supposed to talk to," because they were talking about the burning tree, um, and and so it was really cool. Uh, we walked out. By the time you know, we had to leave after a little while, and uh, when we walked out, Noah turned around and he's like, "You know, the front steps in the house is exactly what I saw in my picture." And it was just awesome. It just completely proved that God was there with us. So it's awesome. So it's fortunate. So SOS as they prayed and they they began to think about how we we're going to do the the these pray and goes. You know, they they really felt led to start us off in specific safe places that they knew we were coming. They had the opportunity for ministry, and uh, just so happened that two of those locations have to be nursing homes, and. Uh, Sam and my group, we got to go to the one, and then Sophie's group got to go to another. And she has a, a powerful testimony just to, about her experience there. Okay, so we went to Heartland Nursing Home, and right when we walked in, I felt kind of overwhelmed and kind of nervous because I didn't know, first of all, who I was going to meet and how I was going to touch them in some way. And I had never met these people before, so I didn't know what I had in common with them or anything like that. So I just walked in and just asked God to open my heart and just help me step out of my comfort zone and meet the person that I came to meet or the people I was supposed to meet. And um, so I was up on the second story getting uh, ready to go downstairs to find Austin, and um, I walked past a guy in a wheelchair, and it wasn't the first time I had walked past him, and almost every time he had made eye contact with me but never said any words. And so I knew that I was supposed to talk to him. So um, I went over to him and introduced myself and asked him what his name was. And I felt terrible, but I asked him probably three times and could not figure out what his name was. He had trouble speaking, and so um, not, he, like, not many words came out. But I asked him how he was, and he just um, said, all right, and that was the only word I got. And so then... I was, like, kneeling down uh, looking at him, and he just started bawling his eyes out. And 
uh, I first the first instinct I had was just to comfort him and tell him that everything was going to be okay. So um, I held his hand and I just started crying so much, and uh, I didn't know what to do. I just knew that he didn't want words from me. He just wanted my comfort and someone to be there with him because, like Sam said, they don't get many visitors. So I was staying there talking to him and just crying my eyes out. And um, some of the other girls saw me, and they came over, and we asked him if he wanted prayer. And, again, he didn't say anything. He just nodded his head to me that he wanted prayer. And so I just told him that um, God was always there for him and that he wasn't alone in everything that he was facing and that um, God loved him very much. And I was so glad and fortunate to come across him in my time out today and um uh what i forgot to say was is before when we were praying for signs um pretty much our entire group got the same symbol and it was like a symbol of holding hands and right when i grabbed his hand it just i knew that that was exactly what was supposed to happen that day and that guy i was supposed to meet and he made a total impact on my life so And so Austin was out, too, except he didn't seem to find anything that really hit him about his words that the Lord had given him there at the nursing home. But you did get a couple of words. What were those words? I got purple, and I got glasses and plaid. Purple, glasses, and plaid. So who knows how all those pieces fit together, but it so happens God did. And here's Austin's story. Yeah. Uh, we we shared our story, like, first service, and uh, it's kind of cool, though. Like, I don't feel like I'm repeating myself, because I could tell this story, like, a hundred times. I'd still be psyched, so. So, sorry. <laughs> so, like, just get ready. Uh, shout out to my guys in the back from SOS. Let's go, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. Hey. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I got I got purple and I got and I got glasses in the main room after when we were praying to like like get signs and then on the bus on our way to the nursing home I was just like oh here I, I just think plaid I was like so I'm gonna write that down so I can just be like told you so but so we were walking around. Uh, and the girls got farmer's market, and so we went to a farmer's market, and they did a bunch of prayer, but I didn't really feel anything, and I don't think a lot of the guys felt that much either, so we left, and the girls stayed, and we went to a uh, completely different location, and to where there was a bunch of, like, stores and restaurants and stuff like that, and uh, you could tell it was kind of run down, so we got out of there, and we, we just started walking around, and I went with just one other guy, his name was Russ, and he was our leader on that, on that pray and go session, so me and Russ were walking around, and I was just like telling him, I was like, Russ, man, I don't feel anything, and I was like, this, this stinks, man, I'm not going to be able to pray for anybody on this, and I'm just like, it's not going to be a good experience, and he's like, well, not all the time do you get to pray for people on pray and go like sessions he's just like it's just you got to take it all in so i was just walking around and he was like saying that he just wanted to bless all these stores and so uh what we did is the bus was about to come and he said well there's like five minutes left so let's start walking over to the bus and i was like oh okay so we uh turned a corner around kroger and on the bench there was this man sitting there and then russ was just like how you doing and then i was just like and he was wearing a plaid purple shirt remember that okay uh, and then and then he had and then he had glasses on and he was reading a newspaper and I was like <laughs> like that's crazy and I was like that and what like when does that happen and then uh, so we walked past him and then I was just like Russ would it be like completely awkward if I turned around and went hey I had a vision about you um, but 
so he was just like, no, just just go for it. And so I, I turned around and I was like, I was like, hey, uh, we're from the Vineyard Church, and I was just like, and uh, we're on a pray and go session, and I was like, and I had a a pray like a vision about you, and you're wearing the exact outfit, and then uh, that I pictured, and he was like, that's crazy. And so I was like, so can I uh, can I pray for you about anything? Is there anything specific I can pray for you about? And he was like, you want to pray for me? And then he was like, no one has ever prayed for me in my life. And he's like, I pray for myself all the time, but no one's ever prayed for me. And I'm like, well, consider me the first. And, then, and so, uh, and he said I, he, I could pray for his health. And I asked, what, what do I need to pray for his health about? And he said about three months ago, he had a life-threatening heart attack. Uh, and one of the people in our group got heart. I think it was Caleb Stroll. He got heart uh, as one of the words. So he had had a heart attack that almost ended his life. And and like two weeks, he was going to get open heart surgery. So I was just like, what a privilege. And so I prayed for him just to basically be cleansed and become new and just be healed uh, by God's power. And when I was done, he said that like that was the most like wisdom and stuff that he's felt in a while. And he was going to make it a daily routine to come, come to that bench every day. So I was like, awesome, right? <laughs> so, yeah. That's why 2012, right? So as the week ended up, that was our last day, and it wrapped up that evening with baptisms. And there were 50-some students uh, throughout the entire conference that got baptized. And out of those, we had uh, three students who were who said, you know what, I want to make that. Uh, that commitment, and I'm going to go ahead and get baptized. And uh, Josh has a little bit of testimony for that. Hey, everyone. Um, <clears throat> so um, uh, on, like, Wednesday of the um, trip, um, my friend Kaya um, wanted me to pray for him. And then um, about a day later, he felt like um, he wanted me to help him baptize. And, of course, I said yes. And so um, <clears throat> after that on Friday, um, I went to the baptism class. And it was really amazing because, like, the year before that, I got baptized, and now I feel like I'm doing the same thing, but, like, in a different way. And so um, when we got up to there and we were all in line, we all huddled up and we started to pray. And then, like, one of us would say, like, okay, move forward because the line was going, and we were all huddling and praying at the same time. And so um, as we got up there, um, like, right before it, I was talking to Chris, and I was like, why aren't you in your bathing suit, and why aren't you um, going up there? And he said, you're baptizing him. And I was like, uh, okay. Because um, I'm u- always used to, uh, like, a person that is uh, working at the church and uses the, or, like, is part of the ministry, helps you get baptized. I didn't know that I could do that. So um, we went up there, and uh, me and my friend, um, both baptized him on that same day, and we also baptized another friend, and it was amazing. So just real quick, on behalf of the team that went to Costa Rica and the team that went to SOS, I just want to say thank you. Uh, your donations and things made a difference in so many people's lives. Uh, what happened to me on Friday night is I had a young man who came, came running up to me, and he said, hey, hey, did you pray for a young man right over there last year? who just cried on your shoulder. I said, yeah, I did. He goes, that was me. He goes, you may not know this, he said, but I was at the very bottom, and I didn't know what else to do. And he said, and I don't cry. He said, but when you came and started to pray for me, I couldn't help but just to weep. And he said, it totally changed my life. He said, next year I get to come back as a leader. And so he was thrilled. I just want you to know that you don't necessarily know as you give your your gifts and and you love on us and pray for us, how that's going to impact somebody's life. 
for me, you sent me, but I got to touch another student who was there that, that didn't have anything to do with it. You know, these guys got to pray for a man in a wheelchair and just love on him and let him cry. Or we got to touch a man who was sitting at a park bench who had maybe been there time and time again, but this one time God wanted to step out and to touch them and to change their life. Or for somebody to realize that, you know what, I am a minister of the gospel, even as a student, and I can baptize somebody just the same. And so thank you for your gifts and, and what you've done for us and uh, sending us to allow the, the glory and, and the presence of God to go with us. If, um, if there are others, uh, any other uh, students or leaders that were at SOS or Costa Rica, if you're here, why don't you just run on forward? I want to pray for you all. So come on forward. <laughs> don't be bashful. Okay. As they're coming forward, um, you know, I, I, I really wanted to give as much time as needed this morning for testimonies from uh, from these kids and from these leaders. Um this is the work of God. This is the gospel that you just heard. Paul says in Romans 1.16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because what? It's the power of God for salvation to those who believe. Um, I think it's Revelation 12. Um, the scripture tells us that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so what you heard this morning was the testimony of the work of Jesus in and through the lives of you know what? Normal people like us. And the, the work of the prophetic is always to build in, to encourage, to build faith, to strengthen. And that's what happens to us when we hear the work of God. Um, so this is the gospel going forth. And the, the reality is that uh, it's not just Cincinnati where broken people hang around waiting for God to interact with them through other broken people who happen to know the healer. It's in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, you walk by people every day that are under the power of the enemy, like that witch. In Indianapolis, you uh, walk by people who need to be healed, who have physical or emotional issues. Here in Indianapolis, there are people who, as it were, are mute in their ability to communicate their own need, but are longing for someone to be with them. Right here in Indianapolis, people are being changed. People are, are uh, meeting Jesus. They're going down into the waters of baptism. They're dying to themselves in their sin, and they're, and they're being raised to new life in Christ. It's happening right here, and it happens through us. I, I think um, one of the most encouraging things I heard here this morning, this is all great. I mean, it's just beautiful. But when, when Samuel said, I don't know if you caught it, Samuel said, we walked into this nursing home, and these people were really graced by our presence. I heard that and I thought, isn't that what God wants? Everywhere we walk, he has a great desire for people to be graced by our presence. And it's not because our presence is full of grace. It's because grace lives in us because of Jesus. It's because grace is ours and we're grace pushers. We dispense grace everywhere we go. We give it away to others. I won't have time to give a message this morning, but... You didn't miss out. <laughs> Go to the website. The, it's on the first service. But the whole message is about the time of God's favor. And this is the time of God's favor. The favor of God is upon you. The favor of God is upon these. Um, there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit, right? It's the same powerful Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that works through us adults, 
when we speak and teach and work that works through these kids when they just simply step out in faith. A couple of years ago, we had a, um, a couple here for a few years with us, Douglas and Fiona McIntyre. You may have remember Douglas, the, the big Scott. And uh, Douglas was, had, a lot of, had a big impact on me for those years that they were here before they moved to Texas. I, I know he was a good speaker because I can still remember one of his messages just rings in my brain. Do you remember Douglas up here one day saying, there are people waiting on the other side of your obedience? Man, that one still gives me chills when I hear it. Because I realize that is the reality for every single one of us. Not just on a trip to Cincinnati, not in church on Sunday, but everywhere we walk, we carry the presence of God around with us. We manifest God's grace. We show to, be, to people, Second Corinthians tells us, the aroma of Christ. To those who are perishing, it's the aroma of death. It's conviction. But to those who are believing, the one God's, God's putting in front of us, we're the aroma of life. That's what we sent to Cincinnati, the aroma of life. That's what we sent to Costa Rica, the aroma of life. And now as we hear the testimony of God's work and the time of God's favor, I just want us to take it on. I just want us to recognize that this morning to, as it were, to accept our own acceptance in Christ. That's grace. That's the favor of God. When we can walk around accepting our acceptance in God in spite of being unacceptable. That's grace. And we not only live in it and walk in it and stand in it, but we give it away to the world. So uh, why don't you all stand? I want to pray for them, then I want to pray for you, and then we'll have a big party. Um, just, just before we do that, um, a part of my message this morning was really that Everything is grace. Graham Cook says uh, the, there's no such thing as a good day or a bad day. There are just days of grace. means that when the favor of God is on us and it's joy and holiness and purity and, and prosperity, that's grace. And then there are those days when God gives us grace to endure what's happening. And that's also grace. On Friday, we uh, learned of a family in our church that... Uh, 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 Eddie and Margaret Matthews and their kids, they were headed out Friday to vacation. They got about two hours out on the road. They got a call from their neighbor that their house was on fire. They drove back. They lost a huge portion of their house. They lost an awful lot. And, um, and basically, they don't have anywhere to live, so they turned around and went back to vacation. Because there they have some place to stay. And we talked to them yesterday, and, I, and we just asked them, what would you like us to communicate to the church, you know? A lot of people have heard about this. You know, what's your need? And uh, it was beautiful. They said, just tell the church that the goodness of God is powerful. That even in the midst of loss and grief and confusion, that God is working. And you know what? He's working through us. It's all of us. It's the family of God that have have dumped the grace of God on them. And so uh, I just want to announce that today, that whether you're in that place of favor where it's beautiful and easy, or you're in that place of favor where the grace of God is with you to endure what's happening. It's all grace. It's all grace. And the goodness of God is powerful in your life. Let's pray. 
Why don't you first just put your hands towards these kids and we'll pray for them. God, we thank you for uh, these youth and these leaders. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness to them and your faithfulness through them to, to care for, to bring healing, salvation, encouragement to so many. We thank you, God, for integrity that we see, authenticity. We thank you even, God, for those places of brokenness through which you work your perfect will. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you would seal the work in these that you sent, that work of uh, righteousness, that work of peace, and that work of joy. We pray for the kingdom to be full in them. And Lord, not just for uh, 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 that they come back with having had an experience, but Lord, that their lives are changed, that they experience more of the revelation of your love for them, and they give it away to the world. And Lord, we pray for us, those with our hands out now just waiting and asking. God, we ask that you'd fill us with that same Holy Spirit. Lord, would you awaken this morning? Awaken this morning the call upon our lives not to work for you, not to strive for you, but to rest in you and to give away what we've been freely given. Jesus, would you imprint that on our hearts this morning? That in our lives, people are waiting on the other side of our obedience. And that your power and your love is manifest. Where our faith meets your will. We ask for the kingdom of God to come down upon us. Lord, we ask for this church. I ask God for a move of God during this season. Come with a move of God. Lord, we don't want to do it on our own. We don't want what we can build in our own strength. We want God what you do. And we want your will on earth as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. Kingdom of God coming down upon us that the name of Jesus might be lifted up. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Uh, You guys can be seated. Uh, Thank you. And um, the communion service could come forward. We'll go ahead and prepare for communion. And he says, now is the time of God's favor. And today is the day of salvation. If you're here this morning and you have not encountered and experienced the favor of God, the grace of God, the free gift of salvation, forgiveness of your sins, uh, a real and living, authentic relationship with the God who created you, then for you this morning is an invitation to say yes to Jesus to recognize that your sin keeps you from God, to recognize and admit that your sin earns you death, but to realize this morning that the free gift of God, the gracious gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus. That if this morning you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you will believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. Being saved doesn't mean it turns you into some holy roller, wacko, or perfect person. What it means is that you become the person God's intended you to be. You walk into the family of God and you're forever changed. If that's your desire this morning as we're taking communion, I just ask you to come forward. You can sit in the front row. You can get on your knees. You can talk to one of us in the front. Just ask Jesus to come and bring the cleansing and the healing that deep in your spirit you long for all your life.
those who know Jesus is within them, you've experienced and encountered the favor and the grace of God, this is your time to say thank you. You come forward, take a bit of the bread that represents his body, dip it into the wine or juice, his blood shed for us to cleanse us from all our sin, past, present, and future. There's a juice on the inside stations and wine on the outside. You're coming and you're partaking of grace. So when you're ready, please come forward. ask uh, any of the youth or the leaders that were on either of those trips, if you want to come back forward, you don't have to, but I sense some of you guys are supposed to be on the ministry team. So anyone who wants from the trips, come on forward and just line up in the front. And um, I'd encourage you, if you have a need this morning, uh, a place where you need wisdom or you, you need to encounter the presence of God, to don't leave without asking God for that encounter. Every time God reveals truth, it's so that he can invite us into an encounter in his presence. I think um, specifically two things that God's doing this morning, um, and uh, I try to explain them. One is this. I think there are a number of people here this morning. You'll just know if it's you. Um, You've been given something in your life. I'm not saying something physical, though I suppose it could be. You've been given something in your life, some experience, some word, some something, and you've carried it around for a long time, and it's not true. And you believe that the person who gave it to you was trustworthy, and you've recognized at some point recently that that is a lie, and you've been carrying this lie around. But because the person had so much authority in your life, because they were so big in your life, you've carried this around with you. And this morning, Jesus is saying to you, I just want to take that back. I just want to take that from you. You don't need to walk in the lies that other broken humans have given you. So if that's you specifically, I want you to come forward and we want to pray for you this morning. Secondly, I think there are some uh, who've been given something and they know it's a gift from God. And today, hearing the testimonies, your faith was stirred. And you realize somewhere along the way, I let that gift go aside. And your faith is stirred and you want to say yes again. Not to gear yourself up, not human zeal, but there's a divine revelation of passion in you this morning. And you just realize, I want the fire of my heart to be lit again. So any of those things relate to you, come on forward. All of these uh, kids and leaders are trained to pray for you. They'll pray uh, for you with faith. They won't counsel you. You don't want anybody's counseling right now. You want an encounter with God. So if that's you, uh, please come forward. Lord, we ask for your grace and your peace and your blessing upon us as a people. We ask, God, that you'd send your Holy Spirit now to do the work that you and only you can do. We look to you and we love you with all our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our strength. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like someone to pray for you, please come forward. Uh, If you want to just stay in God's presence, you're welcome. Otherwise, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Have a great day.